RTHK, the news at one with Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, the nation's top legislative body adds a motion to interpret Hong Kong's national security law to its agenda. Home prices retreat for a sixth consecutive month to their lowest since July 2017. And some medical experts say mainlanders should be vaccinated against COVID before they're allowed into Hong Kong. The country's top legislative body has included in its agenda a motion to interpret the SAR's national security law. The National People's Congress Standing Committee yesterday received an explanation from Xiao Baolong, the director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, on Hong Kong's request for an interpretation regarding whether or not overseas counsel are allowed to take part in national security cases. Chief Executive John Lee thanked the central authorities, saying he would earnestly await the outcome. A travel agency says airlines have agreed to send planes to bring back travelers who are already in Hokkaido, Fukuoka, and Okinawa as direct flights from those Japanese cities will be suspended in two days' time. This comes after Japan announced that flights to or from mainland China, Hong Kong, and Macau can only use airports in Tokyo, Osaka, and Nagoya from Friday onwards. Yun Chun Ning, the chairman of WWPKG Holdings Company, told RTHK two flights to Hokkaido today have been cancelled. Although it's not the 30th yet, the return flight will be after the 30th, so there's uncertainty. Because Japan made the announcement on the 27th and we will be flying in on the 28th and 29th, knowing the return flight will be after the 30th. Will Japan not allow empty flights to be sent in to bring travelers back? We're worried about this and decided together with the airline to cancel the two flights last night to protect our customers. Home prices have retreated for a sixth consecutive month to their lowest since July 2017, as new official figures show. The month-on-month decline widened to 3.3% in November, and compared to a year ago, the prices were off nearly 14%. Rent also declined, slipping 1.3% on month and down 4.2% on year. Nicholas Brook from Professional Property Services says he expects the Hong Kong mainland border reopening to relieve the downward pressure on the property market, but he added that U.S. Federal Reserve interest rate hikes and the Ukraine war will remain as a damper on sentiment for a while longer. I see transaction volumes up, which is, is the first positive step, I think. And then I think we've probably got another 3 to 5% of adjustment, downward adjustment, to accommodate the future increases in interest rates. And then I think things will come to a halt, uh, will come to an equilibrium, if you like. And then from then on, uh, over time, prices could well edge up again. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Hopak Leung says Hong Kong should consider requiring mainland visitors to be vaccinated against COVID-19 when quarantine-free travel resumes. Beijing has announced it will stop requiring inbound travelers to go into quarantine starting from January the 8th. And it's widely expected that the Hong Kong mainland border will fully reopen soon. Dr. Ho said the SIR government should consider giving priority to visitors who are fully vaccinated. If we can require mainland visitors to be triple jabbed when the border first opens, it's the safest way. If they haven't had three shots, say if they've had two, we can ask them to buy travel medical insurance when they are in Hong Kong. If they get seriously ill and have to stay in hospital, they can seek treatment from private doctors. Researchers at the Chinese University say pregnant women in Hong Kong are taking in excessive sodium. 
double the recommendation of the World Health Organization. The university surveyed about 160 women in early pregnancy between 2017 and 2018 and found that half of the respondents are eating too much sodium. Researchers also say pregnant women have insufficient micronutrients in their diets and 97% of them do not eat as much fiber as they should. Professor Ronald Ma of the university says unhealthy diets may affect the birth weight of newborns. For pregnancy, high sodium intake has been shown to be associated with higher risk of pregnancy-associated high blood pressure and also preeclampsia, which is a severe form of high blood pressure during pregnancy. Unhealthy diet also has long-term effects on the child, and therefore healthy diet is both beneficial for the mother as well as for the baby. A human resources firm has announced good news for job seekers as its survey indicates that more than 40% of employers they surveyed expect to increase their payrolls in the upcoming quarter, though half of those surveyed said they will not hire or will even cut manpower in the next quarter. Lancy Choi, the senior vice president at manpower group Greater China Limited, said the overall job market outlook is positive. Overall, Hong Kong employers anticipate a favorable hiring environment, but global economic situation, the instability and high interest rates will increase um, uh, some uncertainty in Hong Kong economy, uh, which will play um, a vital role and will affect the hiring pace in the first quarter. But from our results, after um, the adjusted figures, our outlook stands at 22 points positive. So employers anticipate payroll gains in most sectors in the coming quarters. Online searches for flights have spiked after the mainland said it will stop requiring inbound travelers to quarantine starting from the 8th of January in a major step towards easing curbs on its borders. But U.S. officials say they may impose COVID-19 measures on travelers from the mainland after Japan, India and Malaysia impose such restrictions. Aaron Tam reports. Despite the foreign ministry stressing that COVID travel requirements imposed by other countries should be scientific, moderate, and should not affect the normal flow of individuals, some governments have been considering extra travel requirements for Chinese visitors. U.S. officials who spoke on condition of anonymity cited concern expressed by the World Health Organization as well as measures restricting Chinese travelers adopted by Japan, India, and Malaysia. They said the United States is following following the science and advice of public health experts and consulting with partners to protect the American people. The mainland has reported three new COVID-19 deaths for December 27th, compared with one death a day earlier. Fatalities from the virus now number 5,245. But mainland hospitals are under intense pressure as COVID infections strain resources. Zhang Yuhua, an official at Beijing Chaoyang Hospital, says patients who have come in recently are mainly the elderly and critically ill with underlying diseases. According to state media, Ms. Zhang said the number of patients receiving emergency care had increased to up to over 500 a day from roughly 100 before. Pictures published by the China Daily newspaper showed rows of mostly elderly patients, some breathing through oxygen tubes, receiving treatment from medical staff in white hazmat suits inside the hospital's intensive care unit. 
Overseas now, one of the leaders of a failed plot to kidnap the governor of the U.S. state of Michigan has been sentenced to 16 years in prison. Prosecutors described Adam Fox as the driving force behind the plan to abduct Gretchen Whitmer, a Democrat, and put her on trial on bogus charges of treason. CBS reporter John Hewitt told the BBC the prosecution wanted Fox to get a full life term. The judge involved, uh, named Robert Junker, a U.S. District Court judge, said while the plot to kidnap the governor was, in his words, incredibly serious, and he did say in court today that there was a need to convey a public understanding of the cost of this kind of activity, as he put it, he deemed a life sentence would be an overreach in this case and sentenced Fox to 192 months in prison, 16 years, in addition to uh, submitting to five years of supervised release after he serves his term. Some residents in the areas worst hit by the winter snowstorms in the United States have been recounting harrowing escapes. Many spent hours trapped in their cars in freezing weather with the rescue services unable to reach them, and some did not survive. In New York State, the family of a 22-year-old woman from Buffalo said she died trapped in her car. Josh Nichols, a meteorologist at 7 News Buffalo, says the weather is improving. We still have a little bit of light snow falling, but it's not nearly to the extent of what we've uh, been dealing with. 51.5 inches of snow over four days. There are just almost too many records to describe that 51.5 inches. One of the largest calendar day daily snowfalls in Buffalo weather history is part of that total. We now have more than 100 inches of snow for the season, and the season just got started. Declassified Irish state papers have given a fresh insight into how precarious the Northern Ireland peace process was during the 1990s. The documents show the Dublin show the Dublin government feared there would be loyalist bombings in the Republic. The BBC's Chris Page reports. The files released today reveal details of a sensitive time in the efforts to end the conflict in Northern Ireland. The IRA and loyalist paramilitaries declared ceasefires in 1994, but in early 1996, the IRA returned to violence by bombing Canary Wharf in London. Five days later, the Taoiseach John Bruton met the shadow Northern Ireland Secretary Mo Moolam. The Irish government's record says Mr Bruton mentioned the possibility of a loyalist bombing campaign in the Republic of Ireland. He said this would be like a civil war. The following year, the IRA resumed its ceasefire and the Good Friday peace agreement was signed in 1998. Now, think of the best environment for delicate life-saving surgery, and the odds are you'll think of a sterile operating theater, silent but for the whir and beep of high-tech machines. What you don't want, surely, is anything to get the surgeon's foot tapping as they wield the scalpel. But as the BBC's Mark Duff reports, it may be time to think again. I left... My heart in San Francisco. You can always trust the smoochy old crooner like Tony Bennett to keep the heartbeat steady under pressure, can't you? Right? Well, maybe not. It calls to me. Slow music isn't necessarily the best option of music in the operating theatre. Michael Coe is a surgeon and professor at the University of Hong Kong. He's been studying the impact on medical teams and their patients of using faster and slower music. 
according to our study, there was no difference in terms of the surgical complications as well as the blood loss among patients who were being operated under the influence of um, background music, slow music or fast music or even no music. So no difference in patient outcomes, i.e. the success of operations, but Michael and his team also found something else. We found that the operating time was significantly shorter in the patients who were being operated by a surgeon listening to fast music. We believe that it's the music in the background that subconsciously affects the pace of the surgeon. It's just like listening to those fast music in a gym. We tend to run faster with fast music. All of which begs the question, which is Dr. Ko's favourite music for operating? If I have to pick one, I would pick Crocodile Rock. It is a very happy song and it boosts up the mood of the entire surgical team. And to sport, we start with football's English Premier League, where Manchester United and Chelsea both picked up three points each to keep pace with the top four. United beat Nottingham Forest 3-0 to go a point outside the Champions League places, and they have a game in hand over fourth-placed Spurs. The BBC's Maz Faruqi reports from Old Trafford. Job done pretty early on for United. Marcus Rashford scoring the nicely worked set piece 20 minutes in, then setting up Martial for the second three minutes later. But you wonder if Forrest might have made one of the set pieces count, how things might have played out differently. Remember, VAR had a long look at an effort they had in the back of the net at the end of the first half before ruling it out. Fred scored a third late on, set up wonderfully by the player of the match, Casemiro. United playing with freedom, with enjoyment, given all the speculation around United bringing in a striker in the January transfer window. It was a really good performance for Marcus Rashford tonight. Chelsea ended a run of three straight defeats in all competitions by beating Bournemouth 2-0 at Stamford Bridge. Uh, Chelsea are up to eighth in the Premier League table, six points off the top four. The BBC's Mark Scott has more details. Graham Potter felt the break for the World Cup would do Chelsea good, and so it proved. Potter's side looked hungry and slick, especially in the first half, during which a Raheem Sterling created goal for Kai Havertz, and a measured Mason Mount finish in the space of eight minutes put the home side firmly in charge, and they should really have been out of sight before the interval. Just after the break came the one sour note for Chelsea, as Rhys James, on his first appearance since October after a knee injury, was forced off with a problem on the same knee. Three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, J.J. Watt has announced that he'll retire from the game at the end of this current season. The Arizona Cardinals' defensive end, who spent 10 years with the Houston Texans, wrote on Twitter that Sunday's defeat to Tampa Bay was both his newborn son's first NFL game and Watt's last ever home game. As well as being chosen the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Watts was also an All-Pro seven times NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2017. And a quick look at the local weather. It'll be fine and dry, cool this morning again tonight with moderate northeasterly winds, fresh later, mainly fine and dry for the rest of the week and on New Year's Day. Temperature right now at the observatory is 20 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity 58%. And that's the news, sports and weather from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. She left the sun while so much slimmer than me. 
happen to see. But I got a lot of fun and I got the chef. I got the toys and the kids who drop dead. I got the car for the snips in the bar. I got the back check that does me no good. Just when you think she can get no cold, she's empty the freezer and left me the Great Paul Heaton and Jackie Abbott on Radio 3. She got the garden. It's five gold rings day here on The Brew with me, Phil Whelan. In about ten minutes, we're off to Malaysia to catch up with Paul Archibald.
podcast. Goodbye.